I don't know, man. I'm 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 down with the uh, with the Harvey Weinstein Epstein takedown. You know, uh, COVID nineteen is not real. Oh, this is this is the storm happening right now. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's the Great Awakening. No, <laughs> no it's uh, they're they're used they're they're uh, keeping everybody indoors so that they can rescue all of the the child sex traffic. Yeah, I thought they were doing that so because... they could replace the birds, the it, batteries in the birds. It, no, <laughs> no, it's actually because there's like a great and powerful ongoing war between the elites and um, I mean Parker, I'm sure you know all about this, but. Uh, when the coronavirus actually kicked off is when they took Tom Hanks into custody and made him give mm. that statement. And that's when they raided mm. Oprah's home. Um, right. And so right now the elites uh, and um, Donald Trump are having a battle royale. Uh, yeah, Trump is trying to yeah. drain the swamp yeah. of all of the, uh, all of the uh, sexual predators. They got Harvey Weinstein, man. It's, you know, I mean, they got – they uh, Yeah, they're getting all of them now. Yeah, they got uh, Prince Andrew. Right. All, he, all, like, all of these uh, quote quarantine celebs. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, they're under house arrest, awaiting uh, their summary uh, execution by Trump. And I don't know who else is involved. Uh, Baron. Baron's gonna. Well, Baron is always involved. <laughs> Baron is on that. Adrenochrome. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's doing he's Mad Max style. Just yeah. That's what's he's, causing him to grow seven feet fucking tall. He's only getting longer and longer, that boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Many months has come and gone since Red I was over Oklahoma, Oklahoma's most Republican Oklahoma podcast. Where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life you gonna be my turned, man? many a lesson I doing have Well, I feel like in those drunk. hills I still belong. We be doing crime. They are revisionists and there are reactionaries. We just can't make it a witness and a super thing about them. This is Red Star over Oklahoma. Oklahoma's Republican podcast. I'm Adam Burnett and this week we've got a full Red Star of Carl Roberts, Stephen Lastman, and Parker Nelson. And this is Red Star over Oklahoma. We are a politics and news podcast, but not this week. This week, we're doing something a little different. Um, we have decided that we are going to go ahead and expose our power levels and blow We're we're, di- we're dispelling all the fake news we usually relay on to you and bringing <laughs> some actual facts. Some real truth. Exactly. Uh, this is going to be our conspiracy pod. Today, we are going to detail and walk through every major conspiracy that it has impacted our lives. Um, and we are going to do that. Um, in an effort to give you the information you need to fight back against the CIA-funded rebel groups holding up militias of reptilian aliens guided by the Illuminati who are here yeah. to turn the frogs gay. All right? We're running NGOs with uh, geoengineering. We're not going to let them get away with it. Not any more so we're going to start off with Mr. Roberts, who is going to tell us a little something about um, um, unpredictable actions by one of our favorite uh, alphabet soup acronyms. All right. This is the CIA. And I think he's going to tell us about G-L-A-D-I-O. I'm going to tell you the truth, OK, about what was actually going on. The alleged Around truth. the globe. No, it's all true. No. Like everything you've ever heard about it this is true. This is an alleged. killed Aldo Moro. I'll stand by that in the court of law. Um, so just to jump in, uh, I'm sure you've probably heard about Gladio before. Have you Have you guys ever heard of Gladio? Do you why, ever why heard of you tell before? us a little bit of the history of it? So Gladio, uh, just, just a brief history, was this uh, operation that we do know happened, right? We know that uh, this this in a very broad sense, in some kind of sense, happened in Europe. And the idea was that after the end of World War II, communist parties across Europe were the only people who had any moral standing because everyone else was like, eh, kind of cool, we could go along with it. Um, and so if you were opposed to Nazis, you were going to be a communist, right? And the U.S., you know, going into the Cold War was like, yeah, that's not cool, guys. It would be really uncool if uh, in all these democracies we set up on our side of the Iron Curtain, all of a sudden they vote in communist parties. Um, That would be bad. It would be a blow to us. And like at this time, really through maybe the mid 70s, like there was a general agreement. uh, No one really knows this anymore. It's not really taught in the U.S., but there was a general agreement that 
probably the the Soviets were going to win out because they were doing better economically. They were they had a lot of moral backing, right? Because they were not, you know, uh, taking Nazis in and turning them into intelligence well, they, agencies. They. they... They also uh, rather um, they were not doing imperialism. Well, and they they also yeah, they were expanding influence. Okay, hold on. Yeah, we got to pause. We got to pause, everybody. One at a time, boys. We have some some lag going on that is causing all of you to talk over each other. So just just if you if you can make your internet any better, do. But then jump back in, Carl. You oh, just sure. we, we, yeah. You, let me let me channel the uh, internet real fast. Hold on. Isn't that what they taught you at IT school? Like, I don't understand. I'm doing it. I'm just, shut the learned, fuck up. I wasn't even... Ugh, God, you're breaking my concentration, you dick. He's got to jack into the Matrix. <laughs> okay, we're good, I think. I think we're fine. All right. <laughs> All right. Back on you, Carl. And so the U.S., you know, in Western Europe was like, uh, we can't let the communists take over democratically right that's not okay and the rest of the globe the u.s was not concerned at all about um letting communists take over democratically or or defeating them democratically there's no worry about that um at the same time that gladio is going on you have in south america operation condor which is just like gladio but with the mask off well yeah in, in the global south they don't have to worry about even having an air of legitimacy they could just do full-scale military operations when an election didn't go yeah, they can want. just be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Henry Kissinger, and <laughs> I have this, this message." <laughs> <laughs> um, but in Europe, there was a feeling that they had to be a lot more, you know, a lot more behind the scenes about this. And so they set up this thing called Operation Gladio. And the basic idea of Gladio is pretty straightforward, right? Everybody learned from, especially the Eastern Front, but also in France and uh, definitely in the Balkans and to some extent in Italy. That a really effective way to fight a war is not just um, with the normal army that you have, but also with fifth columns, right? If you get run over, you have people who are ideologically committed to your side of the war. In the back, you can, you know, make your normal military operations really useful uh, in a way that you couldn't before because you can make it harder to defend against, um, you know, uh, something like uh, Stalin. You can make it a lot harder to attack Stalingrad, or you can make it a lot easier to defend the Kursk salient. Or, in the case of Yugoslavia, you can win your country back, right? You can literally, you know, just through partisan activity, defeat uh, an invading force if you have ideologically committed uh, cadres of people behind enemy lines. And so, the during the war, right, both the Western Allies and the USSR by the time the war was over, had started running these programs really intensely, especially the British. MI6 was very famous for doing this. They were running them in Italy, especially, but they were also running them in Poland and the Czech Republic. And in, they were helping the French resistance. And um, both the U.S. and the, the British were fighting with the partisans in Yugoslavia, providing them with stuff, helping them out. On the Eastern Front, the Soviet Union was also doing this. And so on the other side of the Iron Curtain, Something like Gladio, you didn't really have to hide, right? Um, Yugoslavia had a part of its army that was expressly essentially a Gladio operation. But that's because, you know, the history of the country is one of, oh, we got free from Nazism. We freed ourselves through stuff like stay behind groups, partisan activity. And the U.S. Don't don't a lot of the partisan groups that ended up being the belligerents in the... uh the Yugoslav war didn't they don't they have like their origins in some like gladio type groups or some like gladio adjacent uh, groups not really um just like in other parts of eastern really all resistance movements to fascism in europe uh, <laughs> like they're they're just communist parties that were driven underground um <laughs> like the the oldest one in uh what would later be the federal socialist republic of yugoslavia was tiger in slovenia which started in 1922 when the italians took over western slovenia and that was how it worked in, in most of the countries, right? You had communist parties that were facing political oppression, both in liberal democracies, but also in increasingly fascistic countries like Italy that like set themselves up, right? Um, and there wasn't any real Gladio type operation because there was no, you know, oh, why would the West help out against, you know, communist parties? They, there was no interest in that. Um, but by the time the war comes around and the war gets going, then they start getting run as Gladio groups, right? Um as these stay behind operations or partisan forces uh, on the other side of enemy lines because it's super effective, right? Oh, you want to attack, I don't know, somewhere in Italy? If you blow up the train line getting there, it's going to be harder for the Germans to send 
and the Salo Republic or something, right? Um, and so they, they realized that this was a really useful thing to have. Um, and especially because it was so effective on the Eastern and Southeastern front where you had these super ideologically committed to communism groups of people doing this, they said, oh, we need to do that too. And as World War II ended, it became very clear to policymakers in the U.S. and the U.K. that um, there was going to be a, a Cold War, right? Um, this was less clear to the Soviets, but of course they didn't have to you know, think about this the same way because they were already running these things. Um, and so we started recruiting fascists. We started saying, hey, you know, oh, we're doing Operation Paperclip anyways. We want to find people that are good fighting communists. Oh, we want to find people that have been involved in fighting communists. Oh, we want to find people that have been involved in fighting communists, and it turns out they're all fucking Nazis, right? What a surprise. You know, that was how the war was conceived by the Nazis themselves and their fascist allies in countries across Europe. And so what they started doing is they started saying, okay, we need to do this. How are fun, we going to do this? Fun, fun little note on that. Um, you know, the Victims of Communism organization. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> counts... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on that list, most recently they have every COVID death because COVID originated in China. But it's also done. on that list is every Nazi who died yeah. at the hands Multiple. of the Red Army. So, <laughs> if, if that gives you a little information about the victims of communism. Hell yeah. People, people involved with that organization were involved with Gladio. Like, there are people who were um, involved with Gladio. No, I won't tell you who they are because I didn't look it up, but I'm, I know that's true in my books, I mean, right? So, <laughs> they my heart of hearts. a lot of victims of communism then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so they started they started doing this and uh, the first place I want to visit to talk about this is uh, you know one that doesn't really get talked a lot about uh, talked about a lot the most the one that gets talked about the most is, is Italy right that's where we get the word gladio from because that's specifically referred to the ones in Italy and then it spread out from Italy for a reason that I'm going to talk about later um, so Austria at the end of World War II much like Germany was partitioned by the four powers right and there was this oh how are we going to deal with this Austria is kind of its own thing Germany and Austria have always been kind of separate and by 1955, they said, okay, we're going to split them up. Now, uh, rather, we're going to combine them into one, and we're all going to pull out of Austria. Everybody's going to agree to that. The Western allies in the USSR are going to shake hands and say, okay, that's cool. Um, but the U.S., like I said, had, since before the war ended, been deeply afraid of the Soviet Union not stopping at whatever line they decided to draw up in Germany and in other parts of Europe. So they had started shoveling money to this guy franz ola um austria is weird has its own political history we don't need to go into that's very different from any other country it's just weird fucking country um and this guy was a socialist leader of trade unions right um very famously big part of the social democratic party of austria but uh, also a committed anti-communist right and so we said hey um do you all want to like start making some shit happen where we like give you some guns and we like train you what to do and you hide them in the uh in the hills because we were afraid of a, a communist coup and so we started funneling money to this guy and he set up this uh group called the austrian association of hiking sports and society i don't need to say the german name which is a very austrian thing of like having like a dumb group where you get drunk in the hills and you call it like a, a club sports group um, yeah man that's what all yeah and so yeah it's good. It's fun. Uh, do you also get CIA explosives when you play kickball, Parker? <laughs> I mean, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to go ahead and plead the fifth on that one, Parker. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely would plead um, the fifth. And so, in the U.S. zone of occupation, we started purchasing these weapons. We started buying them clubs. We started giving them money. We ended up giving them about 10 million Austrian shillings. Uh, we gave them a bunch of radio equipment. Um, we told them that if they needed to, they could use our radio equipment and so on. Um, and then in 1955, it looks like there's not a threat of the Communist Party taking over because the economic situation has gone, gone back to normal and it's less of a concern. Okay, cool. So we pull out, they pull out, and then apparently, right, um, they disband the Austrian Hiking Association of Hiking Sports and Society. Um, of course, they did not disband the Austrian <laughs> Association of Hiking Sports and Society. And this guy, Franz Ola, goes on to <laughs> switch parties from the Social Democrats to the uh, center-right party in Austria, the Austrian People's Party. 
Um, and then he starts working for them. They start relaxing. They again start worrying about this less and less. Um, and supposedly, when he's elected into government as part of the Austrian People's Party, he also starts running it down, even though they'd said they'd run it down a bit earlier. Um, and what then happens is that uh, it turns out later that when he founds a separate party, the Freedom Party of Austria, which is just a bunch of Nazis, um, you might have seen them in the news uh, earlier last year in uh, the early summer because they were the party that um, was just caught on videotape talking with a Russian to just be like, yeah, we would just straight up do corruption. We would love to do cor like saying the words we would like to do corruption to a, a Russian oligarch on that, a visa. That seems unlikely. Um, you can't you can't do that type of stuff and call yourself the Freedom Party. Yeah, no, of course not. You couldn't. You couldn't just be a party filled that's just exclusively Nazis. Uh, like people were like, yeah, we we did the Holocaust, but also the Holocaust was done to us. We are the first people. To suffer. <laughs> Austria again, weird. Cannot go into it. Um, and so they're he got like hoteps for the Holocaust. Kind of. It's it's weird. It's really weird their relationship to it. Especially that generation was convinced that they were the first victims of the Holocaust, but then would also like brag about their part in doing. It. <laughs> they were like we're the first victims of the Nazis. We were the first country invaded by them. I had a great time on the Eastern Front. I killed like five thousand people. It was wonderful. That's like Austrian. So so their whole their whole people is the guard tower joke. Uh, yeah, genuinely. Um, and so, like I said, he, he had apparently run this down in the early 60s, about 1962, maybe 1955. Um, it, it keeps coming out that Olaf stopped the society at different points in time. But then after he switched parties to this Freedom Party, uh, it turns out that he had been uh, using money inappropriately from the party, what? which hmm, I wonder what he might be doing with that. And then later it comes out that in the late 50s, he was also misappropriating funds from the trade union that he was leading at the time. And yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, all of this stuff, all this money is coming out. It's He's using money in, incorrectly. And it comes out in 1969 that he had been taking money from the trade union 10 years earlier and putting it into the Austrian Hiking Society. And he defended it. He was like, oh, no, I'm doing a good thing. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure it works. And so to defend himself, he names all these prominent people in uh, the Austrian government uh, he says, oh, no, all these people who are dead, they were all part of this. They're all actively part of it. And these are all like important people, like a former minister of the interior, uh, former president of Austria, like big names. Right. And of course, since they're all dead, nothing can happen. And the guy then gets arrested. He gets told it's bad uh, and it kind of dies off. Right. They're all like, OK, they're all dead. We can't talk about this. Um, OK, that's fine. Um, we're going to come back to this uh, association a bit later, because we have to now jump to Sweden to talk about something that happened in 1972 in Sweden. Because right now we're like setting up the map of where this stuff is happening, because it's happening all over Europe after Sweden will go to Turkey. Um, so in 1972 in Sweden, oh no, it's wild, it's wild, it's everywhere, okay? You have to fucking deal with this. Um, in Sweden, there was this thing called the IB affair that happened in the early 70s. So there's this guy, Olaf Palma, genuinely a pretty good guy in a lot of ways, like a good anti-imperialist, really hated America, kept Sweden supposedly out of NATO. But it comes up, well, he's prime minister, <laughs> that there's been a secret um, Swedish intelligence agency that's operating without oversight. This is like very girl with the dragon tattoo. It's called IB. It's It, it probably means information bureau. Um, and this secret intelligence agency has been keeping files on anybody in the left, right? They've been keeping files on uh, far left activities. They've been registering people. They've been infiltrating these organizations, kind of like the FBI, but secret, right? Um, they've been illegally running spy operations abroad. They've broken into embassies. They might have been coordinating with the CIA. Um, a lot of this is like a really big deal, right? Because Sweden is officially neutral at this time. Sweden is very left wing at this time, right? In the 70s, you know, it was kind of the height of the Social Democratic Party in Sweden. You know, they were very, very active on the international stage fighting for the left. And it turns out there's been this secret intelligence agency that's been doing stuff. Um, this is going to be a theme in Gladio that we find out. Um, but no one in, in the 1970s is able to link this to anything else, right? Because it just comes out, and we're going to find out all the bigger revelations later. Um, the other revelation that comes out in the 70s is the first time that the Turkish Gladio comes to light in the public. So you have a coup in Turkey in 1971. 
where the military does what it does in Turkey and just says, actually, we're the government now. What are you fucking talking about, right? Because Turkey has this great tr tradition of, like, a deep state that starts with Gladio. Um, and you have this thing called the Zever Bay Villa incident, where a bunch of leftists, communists, those kinds of people uh, get kidnapped uh, by terrorists, right-wing terrorists, taken to Zever Bay Villa and start getting interrogated. And... Uh, these people who are interrogating them are like, okay, so we're part of this group called, it's like very Bond villainy, it's super weird, but they're like, yeah, we're counter-guerrilla, um, and you need to know that because we can't get in trouble for what we do to you. So you're going to have to tell us about the Communist Party, you're going to have to tell us about the stuff you all are doing underground. And it's the first time um, at any point in Turkish history that uh, counter-guerrilla comes out and says what it is, right? And so, so then we get to the 90s, which is when, like, Gladio comes to light. And this is a really big deal because there's been some, like, whispers about Gladio happening before. There's a specific guy, Vincenzo Vinciguera, this uh, neo-fascist Italian, who that came out and said, oh, I did this bombing in 1972, and I got away with it, and the state intelligence services, like, all three of them protected me. They, like, took me to Spain. They made sure that I wouldn't get in trouble. I started talking about it in court. All of a sudden, I'm fucking locked up, and I can't do anything about it. Um, and everybody's like, ah, oh, that's all fake. You know, there's just a bunch of fascists running around. There's a bunch of left-wing people running around, too, in Italy in the 70s. So, yeah, it's probably not a real thing. But then, in 1990... Um, then Prime Minister of Italy, Giulio Andrade, comes out and is like, yeah, so, um, shit, it turns out it's it's real. Um, there was a big, uh, a bunch of scandals uh, in the late 80s into the 90s um, that, that made this stuff come out. And so what they decided to do, what Andreotti decided to do was come out and say, okay, Gladio did happen. Um, no, we didn't do any of the bad stuff that everyone says we did. Um, and... He also says, yeah, like a week ago, I went to Brussels and we shut down Gladio. You know, we're not cooperating with NATO anymore. It's not happening anymore. It's just done. We just didn't do any of the bad stuff that you all says is real. Uh, and we totally got rid of all the weapons. So this leads to every country in Europe to freak out about it, right? Uh, in Austria, they start looking into Franz Ola again. And they're like, whoa, this is maybe a lot worse. Maybe this was going on longer than we thought. Weapons that are associated with Franz Ola's group start showing up in Croatian fascist hands in uh, Yugoslavia at the same time. And everybody's like, how could that happen? Hmm. We wonder how like these Nazis who escaped on rat lines run by Croatian priests through the Vatican were able to get these guns from uh, Austrian fascists. Ooh, who could ever make that happen? We find out in Switzerland that just like in Sweden, with Project 26, they had been running a secret intelligence uh uh, operation that the government didn't know about, but that was known to MI6 that might have taken part in uh, extrajudicial killings in Northern Ireland as parts of their training. Uh, we find out that multiple people in like the coordinating group in Italy, Propaganda Due, this Masonic Lodge, are directly connected to Operation Condor in Latin America, the open public Operation Gladio that we were running there. Um, and we also start putting together some stuff. Basically, everywhere in Europe, in Western Europe, people come out and say, yeah, we, we did have a Gladio. It's just it didn't do any of the bad stuff. The only place where we do hear that they did do some bad stuff is in Germany. And the reason we hear, we hear that they did some bad stuff in Germany is that it was just run by, like, straight-up SS members. <laughs> and they had to cancel it. They had to pretend to cancel it earlier because they started, you know, doing, like, killing people. Of course, this stuff still, like, plays an important role in today's politics, right? It seems like, oh, it's all done in the 90s, right? You know, we know that the CIA will say we're not doing this operation anymore or like lie to Congress about what it's doing. And the CIA is supposedly running all of this. The CIA, as recently as last decade, openly lied to Congress, had multiple people who were former CIA members lie to Congress. What a surprise that they might also be doing that, you know, uh, in these other organizations where they're talking about it. We see stuff like continued weird things. In Italy, it's just a normal thing that once every two or three years, this far-right neo-fascist group, whatever the new name of the fascists are, since they have like 20 different fascists who mainly fight with each other nowadays, um, but are still extant. It turns out that like last year, these fucking fascists had stinger missiles and shit that they were just hanging out with, and the cops stumbled upon them accidentally. Um, and it comes out that, ooh, maybe like the German intelligence community uh, knew about like multiple terrorist actions that were going on. Why do they keep covering up this stuff related to far-right uh, attacks going on in their country? And uh, especially in Italy, right, the, the crazy thing about it is that you have all this stuff where it comes out and people are saying this is real and everyone just goes along with the fact that they lie about it, right? That they say, no, 
we didn't do any of the bad stuff. All the stuff is true except for the part where we do the bad stuff. And, you know, whenever it's it's all over these countries, it's kind of like, well, what can be true? And the reason I think it's interesting and important as leftists to talk about is that it's like, it's a conspiracy. It's like a genuine, real conspiracy. And it seems not true. But then if you look at the collection of things, you can't say that like, oh, Gladio did this specific thing. They killed uh, the Italian prime minister who got abducted in this really strange abduction that doesn't sound like college students could do it. Um, you know, oh, but he was trying to do this thing that was opposed to U.S. foreign policy and maybe Kissinger threatened him. It's like, oh, you know, you have to look at these things and say, we won't ever know. The CIA will delete the shit where it said it was doing this stuff. They deleted torture tapes in 2005. And so you have to, like, look at this with clear eyes and say, does it make sense? Yeah or no. Instead of looking at it with the kind of conspiracy mindset of, like, oh, it's true, and also the CIA was trafficking babies to get eaten, but we'll talk about that later. So just read, read the Gladio shit. It's all true. The CIA is evil. They're the worst people in the world. We ran fascist mil paramilitaries in Europe today. We're still running them today. Okay, I'm done. So Carl's great revelations is that the CIA is mean to leftists and that no one knew about it. Uh, no one knew that the CIA was just being mean and telling people mean things. And so I guess that's what we really need to focus on, guys. Uh, who would that's believe that um, incredible the, the world's largest military-industrial complex would uh, be interested only recursively in protecting itself and uh, didn't give a shit about the people it hurt? I'm going to make my conspiracy nice and tight because it deals with the most rambly topic that can possibly be uh, discussed, which is aliens and the Illuminati. Um, first of all, uh, let me say that uh, maybe on later editions of this, I can give you the uh, Carl version where I just scream about Operation Hightower, how the earth is hollow, how every <laughs> flying saucer you've ever seen has been V3 technology that the Nazis used to uh, uh, evacuate Hitler, and uh, they are allied with the gray aliens and the Illuminati, yeah, New Paper World Clip, Order, man. both. That's not Operation okay, Paperclip. Even, That's not Operation I didn't Paperclip. Even go into, I didn't even go into that stuff. There's so Part much stuff to talk about there. God damn Operation <laughs> Paperclip was when we, the Illuminati reptilian New World Order uh, government and the Americas, we made a deal with the Greys to protect certain uh, scientists and brought them over mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. us. But Operation High Jump, Operation High Jump is when because Hitler and a series of Greys. Um, um, the uh, ultimate white alien race, the the Nords, the white aliens that were like seven foot tall Aryan dudes, um, <laughs> and uh, um, a bunch of Nazi scientists. They all flew in the V three rocket, which is a flying saucer shaped rocket. They all flew in those to the center of the hollow Earth, and then Operation High Jump was when the U S sent massive naval vessels, sent like eleven thousand troops to go break up the Nazis inside the the hollow Earth, and it didn't work and so right now the nazis are living on the moon inside the earth um to, to destroy us all and of course, that of is course why... this theory comes from uh, gravity bombs rainbow <laughs> uh yeah yeah um so i i wanted to grab this because this is one of my favorite screaming topics because um so many of these anything that has to do with the illuminati with the new world order with any of this it requires um, an evaluation of evidence that can't exist. All of these theories, all of these conspiracies are based upon knowledge that has a component of unknowability. Uh, secret society is the best example of it, but it's just like everything else. It's like, well, of course there's no real paper trail. Of course all you could hear, of course they discredit everyone who, of course everyone you've ever heard talk about an alien is a crazy person. They discredit them. That's what the CIA does. Da, 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 da. And the thing about but it's, that, it's also true of the the real conspiracies, like the actual ones that exist. That like a lot of times there's not the proof too. Well, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Real conspiracies, like Nazis living inside <laughs> the earth. Um, oh yeah, that, that's. But but I find that what is really interesting to do in that is to treat it as a version of. Uh, a, a, a practice in evaluating existential evidence because it's the same thing if someone you know if you're Christian and someone comes up to you and goes well I'm Muslim and you're wrong and you go okay prove it and they go well my God's stronger than your God okay well let's have our gods fight well our gods won't do anything on our whims so I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree like well 
we have this piece of knowledge, this crucial piece of knowledge that by its definition is unknowable and that defeats itself. You, you, I can make any claim I want and you can never disprove it or prove it if I claim that my knowledge is secret, that my knowledge that I have to base this upon is unknowable or hidden in some way. It's the same thing when we say, oh, well, aliens move through the fourth dimension and the fourth dimension, they, they, they are able to zap in and out. There's no fucking science to back that up because we have no idea how the manipulation of the fourth dimension would even motherfucking work right now. Like all of our science says that it can't be done except by gravity and massive, massive black holes that we don't understand. And so I, in this, am always, my, my, my reticence is to say, be careful what you believe. And when you, when you come up with, against things that describe themselves as unknowable and use that as a selling point, they're selling you fucking snake oil. It's a lie, just like Gladio, just like whatever Parker's going to talk about, whatever Lash is going to talk about. These are lies constructed by the government to make you sheeple. And what you have to do is realize that you just have to, you know, um, um, live your own life and um, uh, start a denomination of Christianity for yourself in the tradition of Christianity. Everybody gets a denomination. That's how it works. I'm passing the torch. Um, all right. Well, I'll move on to mine, which is, uh, I think everyone listening, and I know we all have a pretty like decent knowledge of this, but it's worth kind of laying out because it's big in our show canon and in just the common culture. Uh, I'm talking about Pizzagate. Um, you know, you know it, we love it. Um, the classic pedophile conspiracy that everyone laughed off as the like deranged rantings of people like Alex Jones and Mike Cernovich that then turned out to be uh, completely confirmed that there is in fact a large global pedophile elite at the upper levels of the entertainment and government and finance industries of our country. Um, but uh, this goes back a little further than that. You know, the, the idea of sort of uh, this like, the terror of secret pedophiles goes back before Pizzagate, um, most prominently with the Satanic Panic and the McMartin Preschool, mm-hmm. in the which Franklin cover up the Franklin cover up also, mm-hmm. um, in which basically the the um, oh the false memory theory. Um, if you drug somebody with a bunch of LSD and then rape or torture them. Their testimony about their rape or torture is going to be really, really confusing and hard to follow (laughs) and not make a lot of sense. And if you wear masks and put satanic imagery around it and you do it to people who are primed to believe that Satanists are are actually (laughs) demons or whatever, it's really easy to get really crazy memory results. Or in the case of McMartin Preschool, if you ask a bunch of four-year-olds – so these adults uh, took you down to a satanic uh, rape dungeon. And they'll just be like, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this kind of kicked off this like panic about, and this was throughout the 80s mostly, kind of when the fear of like, we don't know what our kids are doing. We uh, don't have as much oversight over our communities anymore. There are more outsiders kind of in our world. So the fear of pedophiles, Satanists, all of these like unknowable, un, uh, unfathomable evils lurking around, like ready to grab your children at their daycare or like, uh, you know, the teens wearing a fucking Metallica sweatshirt or like a Slayer t-shirt are secretly like part of this massive conspiracy of Satanic pedophiles and not just like edge lords. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, wait, but that was true in True Detective Season 1, okay? Are you going to tell me that's a lie? <laughs> well, that, that's the Yellow King, which is a whole different story. This is just suburban, uh, you know, suburban shitheads being, uh, you know, having no real threats in their lives, so they have to make them up to get themselves panicked about things. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the origin of that, and, you know, leading to present-day people who have no real struggle or fears in their lives, so they have to make them up. Uh, Pizzagate had people like Mike Cernovich and uh, just a a whole host of characters, both on the line and off the line, 
uh, notably <laughs> Michael Flynn and his son were very active <laughs> in Pizzagate conspiring. Um, but just to go ahead and lay that out, the whole theory there was um, in, I guess, I mean, this comes from a number of online sources, was the alt-right and 4chan accounts um, it's one of the that, one of the one of the difficulties with discussing uh my favorite political uh, uh conspiracy theories as well is that anytime i start talking about the hollow earth or gray aliens or the illuminati i am very close <laughs> to saying phrases like uh the jewish gay media conspiracy um, <laughs> and other also just terribly screaming rothschild at the top of your lungs exactly <laughs> exactly and and so i have to also be very careful uh but yeah but basically like the the whole pizzagate theory was basically crowdsourced online uh in 2015 and 2016 that uh campaign hillary clinton campaign manager john podesta was operating a secret pedophile dungeon using pizza as code word out of the Comet Ping Pong Pizza Restaurant in Washington, D.C., a, like, pizza arcade, barcade type of place, and that in the basement, if you said the right code words at the counter when you order, they would take you down into a basement where you can buy or, or you know, fuck or do whatever to children they have down there that they are secretly trafficking. Um, and of course this culminated in 2016 when someone shot up the outside of the common ping pong re restaurant to try and stop the pedophiles. Um, and basically has just like kind of been the rallying point for a lot of alt-right kind of like grifters who are able to use this to Essentially, we were talking about this as a kind of heuristic to when you don't understand real power structures, this is kind of the best thing that your your mind fills in the gap. You understand this power disparity exists and that there are these elites, but you don't have the the veil of capital to see the world through. So you're like, okay, what motivates these people to be evil and control everyone and manufacture consent and create these structures? Oh, it must be a global pedophile ring and not just like, oh, they want like all the power and money for them. So well, and, and it's that, like really wild that like uh, the Pizzagate shit popped off, even though like and like it's an alt right thing, and it kind of fits in with the like, you know, Trump is cleansing the party, but like Dennis Hastert is an important Republican politician. <laughs> and, yes, and, and it t that's that's why Pizzagate is particularly significant because this is not. I would not say this is unique. There are a number of alt-right conspiracies all related to pedophile stuff. I mean, famously, Alex Jones is like Bohemian Grove raid and finding out that tech billionaires all worship Moloch in the woods. Um, Real was facts. Like, yeah, 100% true. <laughs> um, but they do but, it like they're nerds. Also, they're all just fucking nerds. That's all That's yeah. all it is. Is is Yeah, they have a special club and they all get together and rub their dicks together. But guess what? That's what they've always been doing because they're fucking nerds. Um, but, and what, what's particularly unique about Pizzagate is that it ended up being true. It's, <laughs> it's, it's actually all true. Um, there is Hillary Clinton does eat the brains of children to retain her youth. It's all factual no but it, there, there really was like a large pedophile ring with a bunch of with higher ups in u.s politics of course including the clintons who have long been the subject of many conspiracies uh, all of them true and uh, <laughs> they killed seth rich <laughs> oh, God. um so yeah like a lot of a lot of the kind of i guess underlying foundation of pizza gate which does, which was like kind of mostly written off at the time as, oh, like these crazy all right people, they're nuts. They just hate the establishment so much. And then it turns out, well, the people who are really in the know were aware beforehand because Epstein had already been tried once before. But as we all kind of came to find out in like 2018 onward, um, that yes, there is in fact a massive global cabal of elite pedophiles uh they do not operate out of the basement of a pizza restaurant in dc in plain sight they uh, own islands that we can't afford to ever go on or ever like see they don't talk in secret codes about pizza they do it openly because they have the money and resources to do that in front of everyone and not be caught or prosecuted 
Um, so I guess that the only thing that Pizzagate really got wrong was the elite's need for subtlety. It's almost like they realized that, that just being out in the open with their pedophilia was a terrible idea mm-hmm. and they wouldn't do it that way. It's like whenever I see the long, like there, I, I almost chose for this podcast us to read uh, Tom Hanks's uh, Globe uh, Golden Globe speech this year that was broken down uh, on one of my favorite conspiracy forums to just show how it was all code a coded message to the elite about what day he was going to be raided and taken in for being a pedophile and taken to a, a government camp and unnaked all about COVID and like the thing about that is is that they also have like email. And like, also, they can like right. send letters yeah, like and stuff. They, they don't need to create a code out in the open. It's like they can just secretly they can text each other. Exactly. And, but, yeah. but it's also that like mindset with, of like pop culture is real. Yes. Yeah. No. It's. I mean that, and that's part of the the appeal of Pizzagate and Q and this whole like world that has sprung up around it is that you get to play along you get to mm. be a part of the investigation you you are in on their code you've decoded the secret um i will say the one exception though is that kevin spacey has 100 percent been delivering secret coded messages <laughs> okay oh, yeah, absolutely yes. whatever the fuck is going on in those christmas videos he's making is <laughs> it's definitely some sort of horrible code but that like scene in like house of cards season one where they go to bohemian grove and do malak <laughs> worship and he's just like smiling the whole time and he's like it's funny because i do this for real <laughs> well and with the malak stuff and with like epstein's temple and like all of the weird paintings he has like adam said i really think it is that they're into dumb nerd shit they like doing like "Ooh, we're gonna pray to the owl and honor our past uh, lives and they're yeah it's just dumb bullshit that they think is cutesy or funny or like a wink and nod at like oh we have all the money and all the power and like wouldn't it be funny if we were also pretending to do satanic rituals well, and I and like part of it for me as well is that like I, w- w- I mean, was went through a fraternity and did a few of the stupid <laughs> secret things that you do in that kind of shit. And it's like, I mean, it's like you the can same s- shit as it, it's amazing. It's stupid. Shit where yeah. you like drink some blood and sit in a coffin, or like, yeah, it's any of like the um, things where you spank each other naked. And that's the David funny. Cameron thing where it's like you put your dick in the mouth of a dead pig and it's like, is that true? Maybe, maybe not. But that it doesn't hurt anybody. But it's it's the dumb kind of shit that you would do as like a bonding ritual to be like, oh, we know this shameful thing about you. And oh, so right. Like well, and I was on like... the handles of fraternity <laughs> trucks, Carl. <laughs> no, that's just fun. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, well, and that was the thing. Everyone was like freaked out about the Masons, too, just because they were like, oh, we'll close off our meetings. Never thought there's like dark shit they were doing. But it was like. Yeah, having tickle fights and building blanket forts in their Masonic watches. Sponsoring the competitive endurance tickling uh, <laughs> league. Yeah, because well, like I mean, even the Masons were like the Masonic Lodge in Italy doing Gladio. Whoa, that's fucked up, bro. We can't have you be a part of us. I mean, it's <laughs> literally it's fucking Tony Soprano like building his entire crime operation so he could hang with his boys at the meat shop. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. it's Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein hanging out with their boys on their island, and they've built an entire pedophile ring to support and sustain that. <laughs> right. Oh, and that's like I mean that that is like the beauty. That's like the whole problem with conspiracy theorizing or it's like oh yeah you it's not just that you can't see stuff for how it is it's like okay alex jones probably has an interest in saying capitalism is good he's a businessman he has like class consciousness yeah well just if you can relocate it somewhere else like who are alex jones's fans like weird people who live in fucking trailers that are like 20 miles outside of cushing you watch your goddamn mouth okay Okay, but like the reason you like do that is because you keep these people who have an interest in joining our team from developing some kind of consciousness because they replace their understanding with why society is bad with an understanding of like the secret pedophile rings, you know? Yeah, it's a really good demobilizing thing for capital with the big C. I would say what Pizzagate has is some sort of awareness that the elites operate with a solidarity that like we don't understand. What they extrapolate from that is way beyond what it actually is, which is that, oh, these people all get together, become invincible, and do fucked up shit because there's no consequences for them anymore. 
Yeah, it's the plot of Westworld. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, it really is. And that's Jeffrey Epstein's island is Westworld. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> no, that's his uh, ranch no, in Arizona. Spoilers. Sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. All right. Well, Mr. Nelson, do you want to take us home? Uh, I suppose. And so, you know, they, uh, unlike the all of my all of our friends here, you know, who have talked about, you know, plausible, uh, maybe something's happening, maybe something's not happening, you know, existential evidence. I'm here to tell you the capital T truth. Um, and that specifically is surrounding uh, because I uh, always get harassed on this podcast for, uh, you know, being blamed when the Internet is shit or uh, that I should know things about computers. Are you going to you know, tell the, us about 5G? We're going to talk about 5G. <laughs> yes. um, so, uh, first of all, uh, let's talk about how electronic pollution is killing us. Um, we live in an increasingly irrad- irradiated environment, um, which I'm going to refer to as radiation soup, um, with all the smartphones, tablets, Wi-Fi networks and cell towers and their microwave transmissions. People People, especially teenagers and young people, are increasingly dying of brain cancer because of the increased exposure to EMF and RF radiation, according to RF Safe and The Telegraph. Oh, yeah, I got sources, boy. We can put these in the fucking show comments. Uh, more and more <laughs> Israelis specifically, including children, report various aches and medical conditions which emerge when they are in the presence of mobile phones. <laughs> Wi-Fi routers or cell towers, uh, according to uh, Israel's home newspaper. Um, essentially, fire, like uh, additional firefighters sharing testimony. Uh, test- Testimonies uh, of damages after cell phone towers were installed near their stations. Uh, 5G will emit 10 times the radiation, as it will use frequencies which are 10 times higher than those used by current networking technologies. Um, 5G uses millimeter waves that are known as extremely high frequency, although they only penetrate, uh, quote-unquote, a few millimeters into the body, and this is being used to quell any opposition by um, uh, opposition to the major telecom and other industries. Um, these high frequencies will not replace the current ones but will be added to the existing networks. So um, a, a, smokes, a spokesman for uh, the WHO um, uh, told Euronews that uh, to account for the increase in the volume of information that will be transferred by 5G networks, more spectrums at a higher frequencies will be required – Namely, I'd be required to installing many more cell towers, right? This microwave radiation surrounds us at least to a decrease in fertility, uh, specifically in sperm counts, um, which seemingly may be related to the depopulation agenda that I was originally going to talk about, but I'll talk about here in a little bit called uh, Agenda 21. I digress for now. It was discovered that sperm is damaged even from very low radiation uh, radiation rate at 0.0034 to 0.007 microwatts per centimeter, according to the Bioinitiative 2012 report. Martin Paul, PhD, expert on human effects of RF radiation, warns that humanity is approaching extinction due to infertility with the levels of radiation we're exposed to these days. So that's a one. Next point. Smart cities. What is a smart city? According to Dr. Cindy Russell, smart cities have comprehensive digital connectivity by installing a massive wireless sensor network of almost small cell antennas on on light posts, utility poles, homes, and the businesses throughout the neighborhoods and towns in order to integrate IoT with IT. Tech Republic explains that smart cities are, quote, connected, uh, unquote, ones with means that collect data from every IoT sensor and streetlights of the devices to supposedly provide better services and better communications, especially when they emphasize this will improve municipal services. Um, I've mentioned an an acronym I want to talk about, uh, which is IoT. It stands for the Internet of Things, right? This means more devices and appliances that will have microchips in them will send signals to a centralized system where all of this data will be gathered, analyzed, and stored for purposes unknown to us. it's dubbed the next big thing. Um, however, it also poses serious health risks as it will create an, an expanded electromagnetic microwave blanket above each city. Um, it will be warm, uh, as, as, as blankets usually are. Now, how is 5G wireless technology connected to smart cities? So um, uh, Accenture states on its site that the next generation of wireless network infrastructure will be built using small cell networks employing 5G wireless technology. Um, the applications currently leveraging today's wireless networks are already showing significant benefits to communities and are expected to transform local economies. Um, essentially, the, the the Epoch Times reports about the preparations to deploy the Chinese regime system for surveillance and controlling its citizens in Darwin, Northern Territory, and Australia uh, in the midst of Australia being on fire. Now, what does this lead to? Surveillance 24-7. I'm glad you asked. Not only will people suffer more from this increased radiation forced upon us without our consent or informing us, but it's also leading to complete control and 24-7 surveillance by the state. Um, 
surveillance cameras, microphones, 5G mini cell towers will be installed uh, on top of LED street lights. Smart meters will record all actions that require electricity use, and the electric appliances and wearables will come with the Wi-Fi microchips, which will gather information and transmit it um, remotely. Um, this is what the FCC chairman, Ajit Pai, our favorite boy, um, said. Uh, it's the building block to a world where everything that can be connected will be connected. Where driverless cars talk to smart uh, transportation networks and where wired sensors can monitor your health and transmit data to your doctor. That's a snapshot of what the 5G world will look like. Um, so we're uh, fast approaching a time in which Big Brother will watch you uh, everywhere all the time. This is an exaggeration. Um, look what happens in China because this is the plan for all the countries. Um, according to yeah, Rachel Xiong, um, planners tell us smart city initiatives will improve our lives, for example, by smoothing traffic flow, but a dense web of sensors, meters, and cameras allied to facial recognition programs uh, mean every move can be tracked. Yeah, I mean, they say like, oh, well, we won't use it for surveillance like the Chinese, but you just buy a bunch of cameras that you literally snap onto every streetlight and oh. you can set it up in no time. That's like, we're building the infrastructure to not directly have mass surveillance, but to like flip the switch and get it going in a matter of weeks if we need to. This so, is like the same intelligence agencies, one that we're doing glad audio, but two also we're uh, putting back doors into every single like uh, cable that leaves the US with the internet on it, which you yeah, know is yeah. <laughs> from the Snowden leaks. So Dean Henderson, uh, MS in Environmental Studies from the University of Montana, provides a dire warning. Quote, some say that chemtrails is the means by which they are loading our bodies up with aluminium, since this is the best conductor for plugging us into the 5G smart grid. Um, it's a stepping stone uh, for Agenda 21. Uh, 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 Agenda 21 is, excuse me, a stepping stone Trojan horse gateway to transhumanism, which involves the integration of 5G into our very being. Uh, the Wait, hip does, sounding. Does transhumanism mean we're all trans? people now <laughs> yeah, absolutely transgenderism is the agenda 21 stepping stone to trans the, the trojan horse gateway to transhumanism did i not say that did i cut out 5g is bimbo-fying everyone oh 100 the hip sounding silicon valley <laughs> front men that are using to promote this orwellian nightmare are calling it the fourth industrial revolution right it seeks to integrate smart chip low frequency weapons of technology with biological processes the goal is to turn us into machines which can be programmed to perform certain jobs purchase certain things think certain thoughts and emit negative dark emotions which power normalize the permanent war uh, this yeah, I didn't, I didn't consent to the first three industrial revolutions <laughs> <laughs> well and that's what think... it, when that's what the industrial revolutions have to have to move forward is the consent of everyone involved <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't vote for it there are a lot of slaves right. out there just saying well you know the cotton gym well, i'm not sure how i feel about it because they totally can't uh, use uh, the, the, the name friends on your flag at the plantation makes my slavery invalid sir <laughs> there were actually there were actually probably a lot of slaves when it was first invented that were like guess who just got us the fucking weekend off boys. <laughs> <laughs> they, they yeah because we totally can't use like the capital the, the capital c capital just to you know control the way in which we um are programmed to perform or that we don't already have things. nukes and that this uh, information is useless without like basically an ai that would be a singularity and would just choose <laughs> to execute us all anyway so like right, you can't explain other... to computers why util is bullshit because they don't <laughs> understand pathos and then they just execute us so yeah i've seen terminator god damn it and blade so, runner so and westworld <laughs> bringing it back what is 5g we haven't even talked about what 5G even is. Faster yet. phones. It's faster phones. 5G isn't an update of 4G LTE network structure. It will require, quote, special equipment attached to lamp and light posts and power poles every 50 meters or so through towers and suburbs, uh, uh, according to Nexus Magazine. The pa this plan, according to Elon Musk and others, uh, is to launch around 20,000 satellites that will beam 5G from space to Earth. Wasn't that uh, I, uh, a Bond movie where they launched a satellite network? But I mean, I'm, it all sounds very Bond-like, I'm sure. Oh, it's absolutely Bond-like. Isn't um, that the one with Sean Bean as the bad guy? Yeah, oh, yeah, and he's thinking. 006. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, the transition is expected to bring better coverage, lower battery consumption, faster internet connection speeds, and the ability to support a growing market of products other than phones and tablets that feature wireless integration. The number of cell phone towers is going to increase to millions of towers as 5G Boy, requires much denser networks. Right? Dude, hell yeah. The taxpayer. It's, it's getting, uh, gonna, 
require one on every street corner. Not only will it require millions of new cell phone towers, but also thousands of satellites to provide coverage to the rural areas on Earth. The electromediation doesn't just bounce off our bodies and everything in the environment. It permeates through stone, cement, and those waves are surely absorbed. So 5G is also multi-layered. It's not a platform built all at once. Um, it's built in stages. So LED streetlights, like I mentioned, are going to be one uh, of those efforts. Smart meters. Yeah, I've already, I've already seen them putting them up all around Boston. Smart homes, bro. Like where refrigerators, washing machines, other electric devices will contain a microchip that will collect data about your usage and be sold to the social media giants and search engines that they already do with, the, with our data today. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, how is that any different than what is already going on? <laughs> Oh, yeah, but I mean, it makes us vulnerable because there's a central control which controls these microchips and can shut off an appliance by the push of a button. Um, or, or the do, you, do you know what the... electricity companies are? Do you know what OG&E uh, is? PSO? Like, it's at, they it's also the have a switch. Like, I mean, it's like Minority Report. They'll deactivate your car on the road once you're you know, flagged for a speeding ticket or – If you don't pay. You don't pay. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're fucking uh, fucking in debt, then they'll be like, "Sorry, your car doesn't start until you pay off your your loan payment." Oh, that's so, that's going to happen. At yes, some point. that's like, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. Verizon is going to like make a partnership with every like debt collector and credit card company to be like, "Oh yeah, your door doesn't unlock if you don't fucking pay your bills." Jesus Christ! So five G. Uh, so I, I mentioned Agenda Twenty One um, earlier and. Um, AKA Agenda 2030 and Agenda 2050. Um, if you're not familiar with those, we'll talk about 5G's connection now. Um, 5G is, is part of, it's, it's a UN uh, agenda, which is a depopulation plan aimed to depopulate 95% of the world and it's, uh, it's going to be carried out for the next few decades worldwide. Uh, essentially, it was... Um, it was an action plan uh, and uh, devised by the UN and signed by 178 governments at the UN Conference on Environment and Development held in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil in 1992. Um, the goal is to depopulate the, the depopulation of humanity because we're too many. Um, it's promoted by the elites as a way to, quote, save the planet, end quote, and implemented by governments worldwide. Um, yeah, it's always a weird, like, third world eugenics type of thing that it ends up being. <laughs> oh, yeah. not just them. But us too, right? Uh, here are many. Uh, here are many ways implemented. Yeah, absolutely. To achieve this, ninety-five percent. You think ninety-five percent of the world, five percent of the whoa. world is white? Okay, I'm, I'm interested yeah. now. We're talking white genocide. Yeah. Uh <laughs> There are many means implemented to achieve this genocidal goal, including uh, GMOs, vaccines, smart meters, irradiated food, fluoridation of the water, uh, chemtrails, and other geoengineering. And recently, 5G rollout that Trump pushes as part of the technology race. Um, something which looks very suspicious is the elite's areas are exempt of this 5G deployment, including Trump's areas, summer of state in Florida. While this rollout has added harmful radiation, is forced upon the common people worldwide. So... You know, uh, but any that, um, I don't know if you plan to get to this, but worth mentioning is the effects that 5G will have on weather forecasting, which will become even more important in the climate future um, as like the global proletariat are trying to avoid storms. And we have lost our ability to predict weather 10 days in advance. Oh, hell yeah. OK, awesome. no, it's just going to. OK, so so the 5G effect on weather will just bring us back to like 1980s tornado prediction when we got like a lead time of two minutes instead of like the 10 minutes we have now. So like <laughs> that's gonna, fine. We're going to have to wait for Joe Exotic's YouTube video in front of the tornado to know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. That's as gonna long be as my boy's life. free and out of jail, I don't care. <laughs> so Joe Exotic will lead the 5G resistance. <laughs> He's going to be the epitome of – but population <laughs> projections in 2025, uh, according to Degal's uh, Guide to Military Equipment and Civil Aviation, says that two-thirds of the population uh, is going to be eliminated within six years. How do they know about such drastic decreases in population? Carl, even – you can see below – like uh, for, for – I mean I have some links I can send you um, – that two-thirds of America as well as two-thirds of Germans and half of Israelis will disappear by 2025. I get, do you have anything to say about that? Wait, is that half yes, of Israelis right. or half of people in Israel? <laughs> <laughs> the source says half of Israelis. Turns out this is a Saudi source, huh? <laughs> uh but they, uh, those who are behind the UN's Agenda 21, create conditions for this disaster, according to Operation Disclosure and Global Research that calls for a 5G war against humanity. 
the war against humanity today is not fought on the battlefields as then in the past. Um, according to Care2 Petition site, the the World uh, Health Organization classifies RFR uh, Class 2B carcinogen. Uh, the new uh, 5G infrastructure wants to put miniature cell towers in practically every home. Trump allocated $20 billion for the 5G rollout in the rural areas of the U.S. So if you think moving out to the cities, to, uh, out of the cities to rural areas, you won't be able to avoid the hazard out there either, Adam. Anyway, I'm not afraid I, like you cowards. I have nothing to hide from my government. My government wants what's best for me. And I, I trust I trust our government implicitly with my information. Um, so. Adam, Adam just read the original Warren report. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's like, there was one bullet. Yeah. What do you mean, it's all true. Uh, 5g but 5g was developed as a weapon and there's much proof to that right there are no there are no safety tests and there will be no safety tests for 5g um uh, a recently interviewed uh barry trower a a former uh, royal navy microwave weapon expert in the 1960s uh, when asked if 5g was using microwaves as weapons in the 1960s jesus christ vietnam was fucked (laughs) <laughs> uh, in the documentary 5G Apocalypse, the Extinction Event, uh, which I have seen and I do recommend, um, Barry Trower explains that the microwave weapons were used in the past as, uh, as they are today. Um, it's the perfect stealth weapon that the government can use when it doesn't like a particular group of people to make them sick. For example, the protesters against the RAF Greenham Common, the U.S. military base in the U.K., or the Catholics in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Well, um, one thing that I think is also like – Oh, never mind. Oh, <laughs> good. That was, I like that point. That was a Let's move on to what SMART actually stands for then, right? Today we have a lot of SMART attached to things like smartphone, smart meter, smart home. People think that if you have SMART attached to something, that it makes you or those who use it SMART. News fucking flash. Actually, SMART stands for Secret Militarized Armaments for Residential Technology. <laughs> Putting arms okay. scale. In the <laughs> I, I, I remember the point I wanted to make now, though. Uh, like back in back in the '90s and like early 2000s, when everyone was first starting to, when cell phones first proliferated, and everyone was like very panicked about, oh, it's going to give us cancer. And then they kind of came out, were like, no, that's ridiculous. It's not going to give you cancer. Like cell phones won't give you cancer. But like in the last five, ten years, there's been a lot more studies coming out, just being like, uh, yeah, they kind of give you a little bit of cancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But they they've just like yeah not really they they do kind of you're holding this thing up to your brain that microwaves it a little bit all the time so yeah they do give you a little cancer but you can't live without it anymore. I think oh, the absolutely. coolest thing about five G is the reason it's going to be bad for weather forecasting is that it like uh, operates at the same frequency as water so it drowns out um, water uh, detection that we can do with like Doppler and satellite radar. And uh, you know what the human body is made out of for the most part. Yeah, 100%. Oh, thank you, Carl. I was (laughs) just about to get into that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, and, no, 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 we're not even done. Those who expose the truth are threatened. Today, Mark Steele, who exposed the truth about the 5G dangers, are facing jail time for speaking the truth. Um, there, luckily, there are other like cities that are blocking the 5G rollout, though. Um, Belgium and Brussels uh, is the first major city to block the 5G deployment due to health concerns. In the U.S., at least seven Pacific Northwest cities push back against the 5G rollout. In Switzerland, um, uh, I, that is not a place that I can. Uh, Geneva is one I can pronounce, but there's two others that I absolutely cannot. Um, hold the 5G rollout until proven safe but of course geneva really mill Mil- valley geneva north. uh that's I mean, where p26 is based the gladio unit uh, for switzerland okay god damn it mill valley in the northern california blocked the deployment of 5g cell towers within the town and the prime minister of poland signed the global appeal to stop 5g thank you um but what okay, can that's we because do because the polish guy thinks it's 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 like a jewish plot <laughs> he, he does think that what uh so what what can you do uh listeners to reduce the emf exposure um 5g devices should not be brought home at all including smartphones routers try to use um a quote dumber end quote phone um like landlines and previous uh, cell phone generations i'm doing this to stop the slippery path to 5g total control digital prison and enslavement I mean, if you want to see where we're headed like i like we already said before look at china um i i also found some good suggestions on how to reduce emf exposure uh, written by uh, joseph uh, mercola on humans are free take whatever suggestions you res- 
resonate with, or that resonates with you, excuse me. I'm um, using uh, Setzer filters to decrease the level of uh, dirty electricity or electromagnetic interference being generated. You can connect your desktop computer to the internet via wired Ethernet connection. Um, be sure to put uh, your desktop or other uh, phones in airplane mode. Uh, offer uh, exclusively wired versions. Avoid carrying your cell phone on your body unless it is in airplane mode and never sleep with it in your bedroom otherwise. Uh, and seek to uh, radically decrease your time on your cell phones because, you know, radiation. Well, Parker, I will say this is all like very certainly jarring, and I know that nothing will like nothing nothing will will make me use five G technology in the near future unless they offer you know some mild conveniences. Oh my god, yeah! <laughs> if they can make it so that I can just like stream video while I watch stuff on my Google Chrome, like I, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Like wait, you're telling me I get slightly faster internet? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> microwave hey, my brain. Hey, you will be able to download movies in seconds. Uh, as well, that, to- I'm done. Yeah, they can. And yeah, I'm, I'm whatever. That's fine. If it, if anything, Twitter working faster, and then the 5G physically microwaving my brain as well only helps to serve the intended purpose. <laughs> 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 Just accelerating the. Uh, free radicals inside of my mind palace absolutely by the time 5g is done we will all be pizza gators we will all believe it to a word we'll be like no it's not this thing where like oh uh, they could just do it no it, it, it's seth rich was killed by the clintons and i'm gonna go find the adrenochrome farm yeah so i'm, I'm saying like hey, adrenochrome was being processed in wuhan it's fucking <laughs> that's true it was it's there is true. a wuhan there is a wuhan processing facility all right i saw that uh, facebook I mean, a photo of a medical bottle that said adrenochrome that did not look like an essential oils bottle. It didn't. <laughs> only incidental. Well, since there's nothing we can do about it, the only woke way to go about it is to willingly give your brain 5G poisoning yeah. so that you can liquefy <laughs> it to go boldly into the future. All right. Well, that sounds like a good place for us to stop for the day. Our Twitter is at RedStarOverOK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email at RedStarOverOK at gmail.com. And hey, CIA, NSA, Alphabet Soup, um, we are going to go ahead and just let you know that um, once this is put out, we will scrub it off the internet for you for the low, low, low price of whatever you're willing to pay us. Um, Give me one gallon of LSD, CIA, and we'll call it good. <laughs> I, I, I will literally, if you offer me anything, I will accept because I trust my government. Please tell your friends about us and rate and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. Have a nice week. Protect yourselves. Stay tuned next week for the truth about Dallas and JFK. <laughs>